0: Today we're in the book of Mark, chapter 8, and we're going to kind of do part 2 to what we did last week. And I want to talk to you a little bit about risking, risking your life. I'm not sure if I can even convey, as I was driving down this morning, it's like the Lord has really been overwhelming me with this part of this passage and I don't know if I can even get it across to you, so I'm hoping that the Lord will be able to speak to your heart and encourage you today. But there's a real challenge here. If you will listen, I guarantee you the Lord will speak. Also, at the end of the message today, I do have more challenge cards for this week, so you'll get your next opportunity. So we'll pass those out at the end of the service today. But let's just be in prayer the Lord would talk to us as we try to hear from His Word. Let's look together. Mark chapter 8, beginning in verse 34. So we started last week. The scripture says, And when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospel's, the same shall save it. For what shall it profit a man? if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Whosoever, verse 38, therefore shall be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Right? So you guys remember last week, we had three very simple things to think about. It was deny, it was die, and it was follow me, right? Deny, die, follow me. Deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. Now, we got to the end of the message last week, and what I was trying to really convey was that with Jesus, discipleship is an all-or-nothing proposition. It's not, there's not like an in-between where I get to do everything that I want to do, but then in the end I can have a little card that says, yeah, I signed a paper, I'm clear, <laughs> That's not how discipleship works. And what you're going to see today and the rest of this passage is it's so clear about an all or nothing type deal. So I hope that you'll be encouraged to really hear the Lord. And what the Lord's been challenging me is, am I really living, uh, letting go of my life for him? So let's start down in verse 35. My first question this morning is, are you saving or losing? Are you saving or losing your life? Look at verse 35. For whosoever whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me and for the gospel will save it. This is one of the hard sayings of Jesus. Do you know some of the other ones? If somebody comes up to you and slaps you on the cheek, what does Jesus say? Give him a knuckle sandwich back. No, I haven't used the word knuckle sandwich in like twenty years. Where did that come from? What does Jesus say? Turn the other cheek, right? If someone comes up to you and they say, I need a a cloak, I need a coat. Give him your tunic too, right? If someone comes up to you and they say, "Uh, would you walk a a mile with me? What's Jesus say? (laughs) Walk too, right? All these hard sayings where the Lord says, basically, you need to love your enemies and bless those who persecute you. They go completely against what we normally would think. And here's another one. Would you like to save your life? How many are trying to live? (laughs) How many are just trying to survive? Right? Most days, right? Yes. Yeah. What does Jesus say? If you want to live, if you want to survive, you've got to die. Deny, die, follow me. Lose your life. If you try to follow Christ, sort of, and still do what you want to do, you will lose your life. Everybody hear that? I don't think you're hearing with me yet. Ultimately, we want to save our life and not lose it. But Jesus says in order to save it, you got to lose it. And if you try to keep it, you will lose it. If you're going to spend all of your years here on this planet trying to get everything you want, you're going to lose your life. You will lose the opportunity you had to really have it all, which is simply Christ. (laughs) You want it all? I'm going to give you the answer today. Here it is. It's Jesus. Some of us have tried quite a bit of the all, haven't we? You know what I'm talking about? How many of you thought that getting a degree would make it, make it all? Most of us probably didn't like school that much. but Some of us thought, yeah, when I get my degree, whew. how many of you thought that when I get the job, my dream job, that'll be all? Right, there's a few people. How many thought when I get married and have kids that that will be it all? Other than Vicky, who has the best child in the world. Um, the rest of us are like, look at Vicki. <laughs> right? Do you have it all? There, there's things in our lives that's almost like the next thing. What's the next thing that's going to make it all come together? And I want to be like, oh, I've finally got it. And what I'm trying to tell you is from an old person's perspective here, uh, the preacher will be uh, the big five zero this Friday. (laughs) So I guess I'm close to being an old person level, right? All is Jesus. What you're going to find out when you've been through it all is that what you needed all along was Christ. And it's worth losing your life to have him. There's your message for the most part today. Stop trying to save your life. Lose your life for Christ. If you will lose your life, if you will deny yourself, if you will die by taking up the Lord's cross, if you will follow the Lord out of a love for him and for the telling of his good news, you will find true life. Hear up, listen up. True love, real love, real satisfaction, real meaning, and most of all, the thing I want to convey this morning is you will truly live. You know what it is to truly live, Right? most of us have different experiences that make us feel like we, we truly live. And usually it's something pretty risky, isn't it, right? Something happens to you, and then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, what a rush. I'm alive. And what I'm telling you today, again, at the end of the day, what will really make you alive is knowing Jesus. Now, here's the question I've had this morning. I've been trying to figure out how to share it and get it across to you today. What does losing your life for Jesus and the gospel, what does that look like to lose your life? Now, we've done enough study here with Persecuted Church that we know that there are literally some people who lose their very life because they follow Jesus, right? I mean, I go through the 50 countries every day. I look at one of the countries of the Persecuted Countries, and there are, especially in those top 10 countries, there are people who, because they say they know and love Jesus because they are baptized, some of them literally lose their lives, okay? So that's a very clear example of that. But that's not really what I wanted you to think about today. What I really wanted to challenge you with, most practically, losing your life for Jesus is very simply this. It is surrendering your will on a daily basis to God's will. How many like to be told what to do? Wendy, get me a sandwich. Everybody, all the wives just kind of went... Is she going to get up out of the pew and come smack him on the stage? Right? How many of you like to be told what to do? Ray, you didn't mow the grass right. Get out there and redo that again. This is my own time, my own equipment. You mean you're going to complain about how I did it? I'll tell you something. Right? Young people, Isaiah loves to be told what to do. Amen? Look at him. He can't even, he's about to smile. It's so bad because he's like, you oh. ready to kill his dad. Here's the truth of the message today is this. To lose your life for Christ is to let Jesus tell you what to do. What if Jesus says, I want you to go to this school, or I want you to apply for this job, or I want you to marry this person? Or what if it's the opposite? What if he says, I don't want you to go to this school and I don't want you to apply for this job and I don't want you to be with this person? (sighs) Wait a minute, Lord. Can't I do what I want and then still just say that I know you? Daily, losing your life is surrendering your will to God's will and it's letting Jesus tell you what to do. That's going to be my main challenge for you today. Now, hear me out this morning. I please hope you understand this. This does not mean that you cannot have fun or enjoy life. I think there's a lot of Christians that have this idea that following Jesus means that you're miserable. But the Lord never said that. As a matter of fact, people who are really in love with the Lord that I know, the people that are just incredibly in love with the Lord, are some of the happiest people I've been around. They have passion. They have joy. They take risks. They're encouraging. They're just people you want to be around. We can do things that are very much uh, enjoyable in this life. But I would again remind you the most satisfying thing, the most satisfying life is a life given in surrender. So Jesus says this you to do what? Lose it. But if you're intent on losing your life, then try to save it, okay? Let's look down at verse 36. What in the world is a soul worth? What is a soul worth? What good is it for a man to gain the whole world and yet forfeit his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? What would it be like to have everything? This lady at work kind of hit me up and it really made me think about this. Amazon, anybody ever heard of Amazon? Amazon made $26.9 billion profit profit in 2020 27 billion dollars profit in 2020 more than the last three years combined i think a third of that was my wife no i'm just kidding it was probably the preacher i've been buying a lot of fishing stuff off amazon right what would it be like to have everything If you could have $27 billion profit, 2021, what are you doing with it? Nice big camper, brand new house. I know what some of you are saying right now. I quit, I quit, I quit, <laughs> right? Get me out of the job, right? Right, if you had all this, money, would you, you could buy nations or countries or islands. What if you could have the whole world but the only thing you had to give up was your eternal destiny. Anybody will make that trade? I'm gonna tell you this morning. Some of you are. Some people are making that trade already. Hear the Lord speak, not the pastor. We're trading eternity and rewards in eternity for stuff now. Hello. What's your life worth? What's your soul worth? It is not worth the whole world according to Christ. Again, this is the ultimate trade that we debate all the time. Should I take what I can get from what I see? Should I try to gain the world? Or do I trade something temporary, something short-term for eternity? And that's where faith comes in, right? If I said today, I'll give you a million dollars before you walk out of the church today, Or if you'll come back on New Year's Eve, I'll give you a billion dollars. Who's taking the million? Yes, I'm with you. (laughs) If I could have it now, I can see it now. It's in front of me now. Give it to me now. I would rather gratify my desire right now and know I got it than have to wait and put it off and hope that it comes to pass. You guys, this is the debate of faith all the time is do I really believe that there is a heaven to gain, that there's a Christ to rest with for all of eternity, or I'm not so sure about that. So you know what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get what I can get and I'm gonna get it now. That's the question that Jesus is posing here to us today. What would you give in exchange for your soul? Some people have given money. Some people have sold their soul for fame or for power, for thrills, for relationships. What can you give for your soul in the answer from Jesus is nothing. People have sold their families, their friendships, their integrity, even happiness to have what the world calls success. But the message today is it's not worth it. It is never worth it. And hear me out, you cannot pay off God. Some people think if I earn enough, if I do enough, if I get enough, then I can take a portion of that and say, here you go, God, you can have it, that part of it. I got what I wanted, now you can have this, and hopefully that'll satisfy you. And as I was thinking about this, a story from the Old Testament really came to mind. That's the story of King Saul. Now, we did Saul in study school today, but that's a different Saul. <laughs> this is Old Testament Saul. Let's look together briefly, and I want you to see what's going on here. First Samuel chapter 15, because this really is somebody who decided to make the trade. They d- decided to have what they could now rather than fully obeying the Lord. Let's look together. 1 Samuel chapter 15 and verse 10. The Bible says, in the word of the Lord came to Samuel. Remember, Samuel was the judge. He was the prophet of the day. Saul was the king. Verse 11, I regret that I have made Saul king because he has turned away from me and has not carried out my instructions. Samuel was angry and he cried out to the Lord all that night. Verse 12, early in the morning, Samuel got up And he went to meet Saul, but he was told Saul has gone to Carmel. And there he has set up a monument in his own honor and has turned and gone down to Gilgal. What is Saul doing? He's taking care of himself. He's traded the eternal for the temporary. Look at verse 13. When Samuel reached him, Saul said, The Lord bless you. I have carried out the Lord's instructions. But Samuel said, what then is that bleeding of sheep in my ears? What is this lowing of cattle that I hear? And Saul answered, the soldiers brought them from the Amalekites. They spared the best of the sheep and the cattle to sacrifice to the Lord your God. But we destroyed the rest. (laughs) Totally destroyed the rest. Verse 16, enough, Samuel said to Saul. Let me tell you what the Lord said to me last night. Tell me, Saul replied. Verse 17, Samuel said, Although you were once small in your own eyes, did you not become the head of the tribes of Israel? The Lord anointed you king over Israel, and he sent you on a mission, saying, Go and completely destroy those wicked people, the Amalekites. Wage war against them until you've wiped them out. Why did you not obey the Lord? You hear that? Why did you not obey the Lord? Why did you pounce on the plunder and do evil in the eyes of the Lord? Verse 20. But I did obey the Lord, Saul said. I went on the mission. The Lord assigned me. I completely destroyed the Amalekites and brought back Agag their king. The soldiers took sheep and cattle from the plunder. You love how he blames it on the soldiers, right? <laughs> but the best of what was devoted to God in order to sacrifice them to the Lord, your God, at Gilgal. But Samuel replied, does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the the Lord. And here's his famous quote from this passage. Samuel says, to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed is better than the fat of rams. For rebellion is like the sin of divination and arrogance like the evil of idolatry. Look what he says here at the end of verse 23. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. I'm kind of, see if you can track with me here a little bit this morning. When I think about Saul that he partially obeyed, I think he thought his sacrifice would be enough to satisfy the Lord so he could still do what he wanted. You tracking with me here? He was trying to find a way in between, okay? God said, I want you to do this. Well, okay, I'll kind of do that, but I'm still going to do enough that I can do the things I want to do for myself. I'm going to make an image in my own honor. I'm going to have some of the better sheep and the cattle. We'll say we're going to sacrifice those to God. I could still tell the Lord we kind of did some things that he wanted us to do, but I did keep the king out separate because, again, I wanted a little glory in the way I could punish the king. But what happened to Saul? Right there, you read it as I read it, right? What did the Lord do to the kingdom? And Saul, he separated them, didn't he, right? He lost his position because he made the wrong trade hear me out this morning maybe you've been tempted to do this before it's okay if i cheat a little to get more money i can still tie that it'll all be fine you ever worked out some reasoning like that it's okay if i cut some corners here because you know what i'm going to do i'm going to give a little more there and then it'll all it'll all make it even right it's okay if I don't follow God's rules exactly. If I just am still generally a good person, won't that be good enough? <laughs> Let's talk to Uzzah as he walked out the ark, right? And he decided to put his hand on it about obeying God's rules, sort of. Here's what I want to tell you this morning. You can't save your life and keep it too. It's a daily battle. Daily battle. Today, I'm just so encouraging today. Lose your life today. Tomorrow, get up and lose your life again. Deny and die and follow. And if you do, then you will save your life. It's a daily thing, guys. God has been all over me the last, really the last two weeks. And he's really challenging me and I'm really rethinking who I am as a person. And am I really denying and dying and following? Or am I just doing what I want to and kind of keeping the Lord on the side? Do you hear the Lord speaking today? It's not an in-between, it's an all or nothing proposition. And just to kind of finish the thought, look down at verse 38. Don't be ashamed. Do not be ashamed. Word of God says, Mark chapter 8, verse 38 If anyone is ashamed of me and my words and this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed comes and is the, we're the generation that's really adulterous and sinful, right? Nobody has a, (laughs) that's a new thing, right? No. All the way back in Jesus' day, he says, this is an adulterous and a sinful generation. Christians should stand out and shine as lights. Let me ask you today, are you a little bit nervous to say the name Jesus in your workplace? Do you get a little bit scared to talk to your neighbors about church? Or at your family dinners at Christmas or Thanksgiving, do you try not to bring up conversations about God? Are you ashamed of the Lord? (sighs) What did Jesus say? He said, if you're ashamed of me, I am coming back. Jesus died. He rose again. The scripture says someday he will return to this earth to receive those who put their faith in him. And when he comes again, he will come in glory and splendor. But if you've been one of the people that said, well, I just didn't want people to know I was one of those Christians. He says, if you're ashamed of me, when I come back, I will be ashamed of you. What I want to challenge you and encourage you today is tell people what Jesus has done for you. Talk about Jesus at your work. Talk about Jesus with your neighbor. Talk about Jesus at your family gathering. Talk about Jesus on the baseball field or the football field. Talk about Jesus when it's just the guys doing the guy things or just the lady doing the lady things. Don't hide your faith. Instead, lose your life and you'll save. It. All right, very simply, will you be the Lord's disciple? Will you forsake all to follow Christ? Again, I want to start where we ended last time. It's an all or nothing proposal. One of the stories that resonated with me most in my life, and you guys, I've shared this bits and pieces all the way since I've been here with you, is the story of Jim Elliott. And we hinted even a little bit at it last week. Uh, Jim Elliott and his friends, they were missionaries to the Harani people uh, of Ecuador. And when Jim and his friends went in, they were trying to take the gospel to a people that had never heard about Jesus. And they actually made a relationship with these people until one day there was an opportunity. They th- thought they were going to really get to share of the gospel. And these people were a vicious tribal people. Uh, Jim and his friends actually were armed. They carried <laughs> But instead of killing the people they were trying to share the gospel to, they would rather lose their own lives so that those people could know Jesus. And Jim and his friends were martyred, literally, for the gospel. And yet those people, the families came in afterwards, forgave those people, and those people found Christ. Jim Elliot believed that what was ahead was much greater than what was here. His journal entry for October 28, all the way back in 1949, it expresses his belief that work dedicated to Jesus was more important than his life. He wasn't just writing down words, he lived them out. We know Luke chapter 9, the same passage we're looking at here today in Mark chapter 8. Whosoever shall save his life will lose it, but whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall save it. And so then Jim Elliott wrote this phrase, and it's a phrase that I cannot escape with my whole life. And here's what he says. He is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. What are you trying to keep today? Hmm? trying to keep the next phone trying to keep the next car the next house the next relationship the next retirement what i'm encouraging today is to keep your life and to do that you will lose it all right all right so here's your challenge this week everybody ready for this i think it's it's super simple and super hard at the same time david jacob you guys you want to come help me audrey you want you can come help if you want What was your name, Aubrey? Yep. Can you guys hand out some of those for us today? There you go. Can you help me hand those out? Thank you. I'm going to take one. Thank you. All right, so two weeks ago, we talked about baptism, right? And we wanted to challenge you to try to talk to five people about baptism. I don't need to see your hands, but some of you probably didn't get to talk to five people, did you? But if you talk to one person, that's a success (laughs) in my book, okay? This is the same thing. You may have some days that you forget, but if you get up and you are challenged by this thought even once, then I'm going to count that as a success. I hope that you'll be challenging your bathroom mirror where you get up in the morning. What's the first thing you do in the morning? Do you go get a cup of coffee first thing? You go to the refrigerator, look for cookies, <laughs> right? Whatever your first thing in the morning is, I want to challenge you to put this little bitty piece of paper by where you do your first thing, okay? And here is my challenge for you this week. What I would like for you to do is every morning this week, every day this week, I want you to ask the Lord, how do I lose my life today? Are you done? So oh, you got some more? Okay. How do I lose my life today? And then once you ask this, what do you want me to do today? That's not that hard, right? Doesn't sound too tough, does it? Get up in the morning, say, Lord, (laughs) tell me today, how do I lose my life? What do you want me to do? You tell me what to do today. Now here's the hardest part. That's the last thing I've got on the screen. Here's what I want you to do. When the Lord speaks to you, because I know that he will. When he speaks to you, I want you to do it. It may be the Lord challenges you that morning to give somebody a lot of things or money or food. It may be that the Lord challenges you to go share your faith with someone that you're scared to death to tell them about Jesus. I want you to do it. It may be something crazy like the Lord starts speaking to your heart and he says, you know what, I don't want you in the United States anymore. I've got some people... Uh, that I want you to go down maybe in Mexico or over in Russia or down in Brazil or over in India that I want you to share the gospel with. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to do it. All right? The challenge this week is pretty simple. Ask the Lord, how do I lose my life? <laughs> what do you want me to do? And the Lord, help me to do that today.